Hoop ballers. Let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls and the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the Gooch. It is hard to get to the Gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed. Use it on your shrubs. Cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof. So that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah, that's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Let them know that we sent you. Hell, specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. That's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather, they get in there, they get going with Bitcoin, they get their money in and out, and it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado, we have today in sports betting. The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hoop Welcome back. 
another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Don't forget to go to hoop-ball.com. Check out all the news and transactional blurbs on Summer League. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. All the Summer League transactions are getting posted at the minute. Team coverage podcasts all free. Free articles. Free fantasy tools. Dynasty rankings are starting to pop off. Our Discord server is a part of the premium you know, fantasy pass. But... That's starting to pop off so, so much. I mean, it never really stopped in the Dynasty ones, but uh, now's the time to join. August 16th, the loyalty member program locks in. Become a permanent member now. Set your forever price. Go check out all the different wager pass products that you compare with the DFS stuff. We got different groupings and pricings. Find what works for you. But most importantly, 98% of my focus here is you got to get our free stuff because that stuff is just phenomenal and it's free to you. We just want some kindness in return. Leave us any reviews that you want. Stars, gold stars, silver stars. You know, all of our articles on hoop-ball.com have an article rating. You know, we got forums and community chat hangouts, all that good stuff. Just let us know how we're doing, please. Well, hi, good afternoon. As I dip coffee all over my mustache. Um, that, that That got me off my game. So, anyways, today we're going to rapid fire some baseball, of course. MLB. I wanted to let the, not only that, but, you know, today's been a bit of a crazy day, but wanted to let some of the morning stuff settle. Went yesterday and had a 3-0 day in the early games. Ended up having um, close to a 500 night. I still got to do a recap for last night. I'm pretty bad at this. But in the wager pass, you know, I I hit, like, you know, my first four, I think it was, and then I, I hit a wall. And uh, lost a lot in a row. Atlanta came back late. So Atlanta's money line was not looking good. And then their team total wasn't. But we ended up getting two of those bets out of the uh, three-pack of Atlanta plays. Um, so, yeah. Detroit. I think we uh, hit 0-2 on them. So we uh, kind of extended our stay with the Detroit plays. So, yeah. We, uh, you know. Got some recapping to do, but we got some stuff to look forward to also. Today, tonight, very weird, obscure, and short card. Today's action had the bulk of it. You know, there's games that have already started, obviously. There's going to be some overlay in this show. Angels are up 2-0 with the bases uh, painted on the corners. They're winning 2-0 against the Rangers. Mets, Marlins in a 1-1 tie at the bottom of the 7th. Detroit back on top of their game. They're winning 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth against Boston. A um, couple of 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock games. 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. 
So let's talk about uh, so two ten, which I mean this this is going to be in like 10, 20 minutes here from here. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Look, I just want to highlight the pitchers: Arietta, Sensilla. Arietta's pitching style is going to be, you know, detrimental. Eleven and a half is the total. That's a lot, but Coors Field's looking a lot more Coorsy like lately. And uh, this number was at eleven at opener. Colorado minus one fifty on the money line. And uh, I want to say it was Brendan Rogers, or it might have been. Is it Greg McMahon? McMahon that plays for the Rockies. It was one of the Rockies guys, one of their uh, depth guys. He's going to have season-ending thumb surgery, so that kind of sucks. Uh, he was actually a player that I liked. I, I want to say it was – if it was Rodgers or McMahon, either way, I mean, I like both of those guys. Um, no, I'm, I was way wrong. Chris Owings. Yeah, Chris Owings, which formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I, I do like some Chris Owings also. But look, hey, young hitters for the Cubs are going to be swinging for the fences. They're playing at cores. You got David Boat. You got Patrick Wisdom. You got Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras. This Ortega kid's got some power. Look, Tapia against righties. He's not terrible. He's preferred against lefties. But um, you got Joe going against righties. He's a 305 hitter, so. It's Coors Field. I mean, there's going to be lots of hits to be had here. So moving on, San Francisco, Arizona, Alex Wood, the lefty with a 3.83 ERA going against Merrill Kelly, the righty, 4.38. And one thing to note here, we've already seen a 10-cent increase on the money line for San Francisco, minus 160 up to minus 170. The total's risen from eight and a half to nine, but right now under nine's getting heavy shade of minus 115. Over is getting shading of minus 105. Seven and eight is Merrill Kelly's record on the year. Nine and three is Alex Woods. A lot of money and a lot of exposure on Arizona here. A lot of people really digging some Merrill Kelly. And my thing is the bats of of San Fran are just rampant right now. Uh, Yaz is out indefinitely, tight right hamstring, but they got guys like Lamont Wade hitting almost 300 against a righty. I mean, Listella's getting in there. Love some Listella. Look, Listella and Chris Bryant getting to be teammates again. They were with the Cubbies in that infield, so they're batting next to each other in the lineup. Alex Dickerson, he's middling. Brandon Crawford, 300 plus against righties and he's coming back trying to get back in his groove after his il stint he was on there for 60 days so kurt casali sneaky player that could have some success but then you look at the diamondbacks they also got some really great hitters against lefties and that's the thing they're 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 going against a lefty uh plus 145 on their money line you can look at like a b grade on the action network at plus 123 is what they think it should be. I think this is closer than what it is. I think that's why the under's getting some shading. But I still don't believe in the Diamondbacks. Merrill Kelly's the best thing they got, but their bullpen's still pretty atrocious. San Francisco's been scoring a lot of runs since they've got their new pieces post-deadline. Chris Bryant has been a nice fit for them. Christian Walker, as good as he is against lefties, he only hits 238. Carson Kelly, though, Carson Kelly and Cattell Marte, we might look at some props on them, total bases or hits, runs, RBIs, that kind of thing. 
I just don't know what Alex Wood we're going to get. He's been struggling lately, but he still does have that 9-3 and three record. I want to look deeper in his peripherals, and I encourage you to do so as well. BaseballSavant.com is a good spotting uh, starting spot. 305, Philly, Washington. Look, I put him on my do not bet list yesterday, but exactly what I thought would happen in, in the game did happen, and I kicked myself because I, I could have had two more wins. But look, it's, it's good to always lay parameters for your betting. It's good to lay responsibility, uh, things to be mindful of, you know, and keep those self-checks. So I knew I put him on a do not bet list for a reason, but now we're getting two pitchers and uh, Aaron Nola and Joe Ross that have given up a good amount of runs lately. Harper's ridiculously hot. Philly is hot as an offense, 82 degrees. It's hot in Washington. So the ball could be popping Washington uh, plus 130 on the money line. They don't have enough hits in them, I don't think. I mean, look, Philly minus 150 is a lot of juice. I'm not playing that. I'm not telling you to. Over eight and a half is a lean that I would be looking at. Philly minus one and a half on the run line, plus one and a half. I've been doing decent on run lines lately. So look, I'm going to get back into Philly. I'm going to give them another shot, take them off the do not bet list, put them on the bet slip. Philly, with how hot they've been lately, and with Joe Ross, you know, I'm not a big Joe Ross backer. And I do believe last time he made a start, I was looking to fade him and it panned out. So Philly getting a lot of the money, a lot of the attention. We're looking, we're looking at, uh, you know, guys like Bohm is starting to actually hit for Philly. Renato, uh, Renato Torre is, is really good. Uh, young talent for them. He's actually been helping the bottom of the lineup out for them lately. I really like the fact that Reese Hoskins has been struggling lately because this is a good spot for him to maybe get going again. Bryce Harper, like I said, one of the hottest hitters in the league. JT Real Muto, you know, he's ho-humming like he always does. And if we look at guys' recent success and uh, historically speaking against Joe Ross, JT Real Muto with a 421 average, eight hits and 19 at-bats, a double, three runs, two RBIs, zero walks, two strikeouts. So he does have that, but he's got some expected uh, WOBA of... 397. ISO is under 100, though, so that's kind of weird. Reese Hoskins has good numbers against him as well, but in limited sample size. Odubel Herrera, I never really want to look to him anyways, so I'm not going to dig too much in his numbers. Um, against Aaron Nola, Juan Soto, five hits, 26 at-bats, six runs, nine walks, eight strikeouts. So what I might look at here for Juan Soto's plays, he's got two doubles against him and two home runs as well. I might look at some total bases or runs plays. You know, He's got six runs, which is the highest on the team. Juan Soto is such a savvy hitter. Only a 192 average, but he finds a way to get on base against Aaron Nola. I mean, the, the fact that he walks more than he strikes out against him, and he's even got a stolen base against him. I think stolen bases could be a big thing tonight. Both pitchers allow a lot. 308 ISO for Juan Soto. 398 wo 391 woba so that's i i you know i like that so chris bryant's got i'm backtracking because now i got these numbers in front of me chris bryant's got some really good success against merrill kelly 
three doubles, five hits, eight at bats, one triple, two runs, three RBIs, two walks, one strikeout, 625 average, 700 on base percentage, 1250 slugging, 625 ISO. Okay, look, obviously it's only eight at bats, but that's still pretty damn impressive. And Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Alex Dickerson, Lamont away, Donovan Solano, they're the guys that have the most exposure, at least 20 pitches seen against Merrill Kelly. And all that combined is a 281 average, 349 on base uh, percentage, a 491 slugging, 840 on base plus slugging, 363 Woba, and a 211 ISO. They got a one-to-one walk-to-strikeout ratio, or two-to-one, I'm sorry, strikeouts 12, walks six. So, I mean, look, San Francisco team total might be in play too. But, I mean, like I said, the massive overlay here, especially if I keep babbling. I want to talk about Anthony Rizzo against Tyler Anderson. Yankees are getting to play the Mariners. Rizzo, obviously, recently traded to the Yankees. Anderson recently traded to the Mariners from Pittsburgh. So lots of lots of exposure. Rizzo, seven hits, 18 at bats, four runs, two RBIs, two strikeouts, 389 average, 167 ISO. Rizzo's got a good look on Anderson. He sees him well. Yankee Stadium. Uh, look for Rizzo to maybe have uh, something to say. Hits, runs, RBIs prop for Rizzo will probably be in play for me. That game's at 6.05. Nestor Cortez, two lefties going against each other. Look, this will be fun. Like, we got some ball clubs that are pretty similar. Tyler Anderson, I believe this is his Mariners debut. Fact check me, please. It's 80 degrees in New York, but Nestor Cortez, the lefty. I like this kid a lot. I know I already said that. Yankees minus 205 on the money line, uh, minus one and a half on the run line. Them at home, Tyler Anderson. Look, he's uh, his matchup against uh, Anthony Rizzo alone could be the reason why we see this bet cash. Under nine and a half is getting shade of minus 115. So I'm not thinking any which way on that. I would expect the Yankees to be up early. I don't think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. Seattle plays some really good defense, and they got some savvy pitching. But look, Tyler Anderson's a new piece, so I think the Yankees get up. They've got their pieces that are newer, more inundated here uh, in a larger capacity than what Seattle has recently. So lots of COVID stuff going on with the Yankees, but mostly pitchers. Urshela, you know, obviously out, but I want to point out Abraham Toro. He is the only Mariners hitter that hits 300 plus against lefties. Maybe look at a hits prop for him. I like some DJ LeMahieu and Rizzo, like I said, specifically with his matchup against Anderson. Aaron Judge, 320 against lefties. So look, if the team total wasn't so godly and high at five and a half with the juice, I would take team total. Seattle's bullpen, I think, was devastated a bit with the trade deadline stuff. 
I didn't think it was going to affect them as much because overall they had good, good depth. But I think it's honestly playing a role um, in their successes uh, or that lack thereof in that department. But look, there's seven games over 500. They're still like, uh, I mean, they technically are right there with the Yankees. I mean, 58 and 49 for the Yankees. So I, I think both pitchers can have some good success through the first couple of innings. No run first inning might be something I look at depending on if Rizzo is, uh, if Rizzo's fourth or something lower than third, like I would want him to be fifth even. But if he doesn't get a look against Anderson in the first inning, I would maybe look at, uh, you know, like under three and a half or under four hits, runs, errors in the first inning. So, yeah, little funsies. Cleveland and Toronto. Toronto's just really damn good. Tristan McKenzie, Ross Stripling, both look. Okay, so this is odd and telling. The over is nine and a half. I believe it's going to hit double digits and that Toronto can hit 10 runs by themselves, especially against McKenzie because they've had success on him. Like that's something that's happened. Um, actually, no, it's not. They actually haven't faced him. So what am I thinking of? I mean, they just have success on everyone. Uh, there is limited exposure for the Toronto batters against Ross Stripling, but overall decent stuff. They can cut out some strikeouts. They'll be all right. And that's the thing. Like if we get some sneaky runs from Cleveland, this over will be nice. It's come down a full 10 and from a full 10 and a half to a full nine and a half. So a full run and minus 115 shade on the opening number of 10 and a half on the under. And now even shade on nine and a half. So the fact that it came down a full run is kind of just. It, it kind of made me look at it a little differently. Maybe they're expecting. Oh, okay. There it is. Well, Roberto Perez is a uh, questionable. Kevin Biggio is uh, out indefinitely. Sure. I get it. A full run though. I mean, you got capable guys that you just traded for to help your depth. If you're the blue Jays like this and look, you're going to have, uh, I mean, you've got dark horses like Espinal that's been performing really well. George Springer's just absolutely mashing at the moment. Teoscar Hernandez has been in a little bit of cold spell, so look for him to pop out. Him and Guriel, all it takes for Toronto to account for that extra run. And then Corey Dickerson's one bloop or one savvy base running play away from helping this team get one or two runs. Corey Dickerson's a savvy veteran. Um, all high o- OPSs for the team's for the team, um, Cleveland just, act, you know, it, they're, they're in a bit of a shit situation right now. So um, if we get a couple, two, three runs from them, like that's just bonus. But look, Toronto, five is their team total. I love it. I'll go over. I've been cashing on these team totals for them. Um, look, and Bavada even has the total at nine and you can get over nine at minus 120 shade look you got to shop around I, I like that that's a nice little look um specifically speaking for first five i don't think there's a yeah minus 125 on the spread in the first five for toronto minus half run i think that's a pretty good look in there so i'll load up on toronto here i don't know what's making it into the wager pass 
But look, this game starts at six o'clock. It'll be a good way for us to start the PM slate. Uh, in total, I've got looking like uh, three plays on this Toronto game. Kansas City, nah, bump that. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, I like this one right here because I think there's some value. And I think that we're going to be able to exploit Will Crow. We're going to be able to exploit Sonny Gray. Look, we're still seeing nine and a half. And I think we're still seeing some low totals, in my opinion, when Sonny Gray starts. He's not been good this year. And Vegas still keeps pumping these crazy numbers on. Uh, look, minus one and a half on the run line for Cincinnati is only minus 120. Maybe they did make some smart adjustments. Uh, but still, minus 230 for, for the Reds at home. Uh, look, that's way too much, in my opinion. Way too much. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates have a good shot at winning this game. They're plus 260. That value alone, man, it's 85 degrees. Nine and a half is total. The under's getting minus 115 shade. Pirates over three and a half on their team total. That's a good starting point for me because as I've said and pointed out, I take my team totals and I make it half unit plays now. Um, It's been working out for me. So we'll start there. Now, Will Crow's playing. Will Crow is starting. So if the Pirates win this game, it's going to be on offense. It's not going to be on pitching. This play is not me backing Will Crow in any way, shape, or form. I'm actually still looking to play his under on strikeouts but we're going to get there. I was hoping first five was going to have a cruddy number set. Look, the total's nine and a half, but the first five is set at five. So they're saying that these starters suck. And look, Cincinnati's bullpen still sucks. They didn't get any better at the trade deadline. Over five in the first five is not something that I can touch. I don't feel right about too high of... Look... I'm not an over player on the first five, just mentality speaking, philosophy speaking, philosophically speaking. I, you know, I, I like to play unders. I like finding, I like exploitations. I like finding who I can expose and uh, make some good plays based off of uh, quote unquote defense or something like that. So Will Crow four and a half. Absolutely. I'm going under that. Um, that's absolutely outrageous. He's not getting five. I think I've cashed two straight Will Crow props now. Uh, unders. So Pittsburgh over three and a half at Great America Ballpark. Will Crow under four and a half. TBD on that Pittsburgh play. Look, long story short, it'll probably be getting picked on tally site for me. That's going to be a tally site play for me. I don't, I, I'm probably not going to be putting any true real money on it but look i would not be shocked at all if they win and if you want to incorporate if you're a parlay player if you're just like looking for something i don't know who's listening but thank you for whoever is like i think pittsburgh can win tonight you know sunny gray's just not been good this year and pittsburgh's Sure, uh, I 246 average, 19 strikeouts to three walks. Like, 
they got to cut out the strikeouts. They do like that. That's huge. That's huge right there. But they have over 100 on the ISO against them. And Pittsburgh's not an ISO team. So that's telling. Their Woba's under 300. I don't really like that. Um, they're slugging 361. I mean, that, again, they're not a power team. They're not a slugging team. So they cut out some strikeouts. Ben Gamble, Jacob Stallings, and Gregory Prolonko are the biggest victims of strikeouts against Sonny Gray. So they cut some of that out, and I think they're in a good spot. So uh, moving on. Spent a lot of time on that one. Sorry. Kansas City, White Sox. Well, the Royals whooped up on Giolito last night. Giolito's just not good. Um, I actually haven't played anything in this series, really. I think I made a tally site selection of Chicago's run line last night just to fill out the ticket, you know. Um, so this is a skip game. I'm not going to talk about everything. Uh, Minnesota, Houston. I'm digging in on the over here. Look, you're getting the over at even money. Sure, Donaldson's questionable. Sure, Yuli Gurriel's now out indefinitely. But Ledmius Diaz for the Astros has been filling in nicely for whoever he's had to. He's been in that lineup, and he's been just kind of shifting through, going and playing for whoever they need. And... He's got a 274 average against righties with a 841 OPS. Michael Brantley, baby. Yes. Back in the lineup. They got Michael Brantley back. He's going to be in the two hole against a right handed pitcher. Best believe I'm going to play Michael Brantley to have two plus hits and Houston to win. I don't know what the odds are on it, but that's what I'm going to be rolling with. Or Michael Brantley's hits, runs, RBIs prop plus Houston to win. I, look, you can get probably anywhere p- between plus 193 to plus 400 on those bets. So I will dig in on those. It's going to be in the wager pass somewhere. I love Michael Brantley in the two hole against righties. And I can't believe over nine and a half that even money against these two pitchers. Griffin Jacks is a young, young, young kid. 6.41 ERA. Look, I get it. Framber Valdez is a buzzsaw. Seven and two on the year. 3.01 ERA. But Minnesota still got some boppers. They got guys with power. They got guys with slugging. They can get some extra base hits here and there. We can get two or three runs from Houston, or I'm sorry, from Minnesota. Um, Looking at team totals, and look, Houston's run line is minus 130. So they're expecting a lot from Houston. Like I said, if we get two or three runs from Minnesota, we're good. Minnesota's team totals three and a half with shade to the under of minus 115. So expecting them to go under Framber Valdez, I think he's just got the the right stuff against Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, they've touched him a couple times. But again, like the the guy that's got the most exposure to him is Andrelton Simmons, 18 at bats two hits, and then it's Jorge Polanco, nine at-bats, three hits with one strikeout and a triple. So, under three and a half getting shade on Minnesota, though. I don't know. I don't know. Over five and a half for Houston, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's not butter. 
But look, the over, you know, Houston, I love this team right now. They're getting guys back, even though they just lost Yuli Gurriel. But, I mean, look, they got Alvarez back and healthy. Carlos Correa is back and healthy. Brantley, like I said, he's got his injuries taken care of. Houston team total. Absolutely. Atlanta, St. Louis, Tiki Toussaint on the mound. Wade LeBlanc on the mound, the lefty. Generally speaking, uh, the lefty department and hitting them is hit or miss for the Braves. Jock Peterson hits 368, which is good that they brought him in. Ozzy Albies, 321. Other than that, no one does anything really spectacular. Uh, spectacular. So I'm not really looking too deeply into this game. I got lucky cashing two out of three tickets on it last night. And the Cardinals plus one and a half on the red lines getting minus 150 shades. So they think that that's very, very likely to happen. And they're just getting even money treatment on the money line. So a lot of people think, or Vegas at least, thinks that St. Louis has a chance to just kind of hang in and win this game. So Tiki Toussaint got roughed up in his last start. And Wade LeBlanc, he's not terrible, you know. So what I'm looking, I might do here. I don't really want to. But the numbers are speaking to me. Look, I mean, St. Louis, and this is all tying into the game narrative that St. Louis keeps it close. I think these pitchers actually do decent today. Under five in the uh, first five at minus 115 shade. I like that. Based off what numbers are simply saying to me. The money lines for the first five, Atlanta's minus 133. St. Louis minus 107, but then you look at the first five spreads, run lines, half run, essentially a pick is what they label it as if you're looking at it on the book or in the action network. Atlanta's only minus 105. St. Louis is minus 120. So I think they keep it close. I think the hitting deficiencies for both teams stick out today. Bader and O'Neill, as well as Goldschmidt, they hit righties pretty consistently. But look, LeBlanc has got some interesting stuff. He's 0-1 with a 3.15 ERA. I'm sorry, he's a left-handed pitcher. I was meaning to reference Tiki Toussaint. Tuki Toussaint. He's got interesting stuff. So it's just a matter of control. So looking for teams to take a little while to get settled in. Okay. Yep. Let's wrap this up. Let's get it out. Let's ship it off. So that way we can listen to it before at least the six o'clock games. So had to find a little pocket of time to do this. I need to get out there. Need to make my tally site clicks and selections. Actually, before I do it's Thursday, we did tally site Tuesday. So let's do tally site Thursday. Let me just look and see where I'm currently at. I know I'm having a bit of a down week based on wager pass plays, kind of just trying to get back to my plus six, plus seven unit days. Instead, it's been a lot of four and fives, three and fives. 
just hanging right there. I've been hitting my team totals, which are the half unit plays. So that's kind of just saving me the VIG right now. So we're about to lock in. We're getting there. But uh, yeah, as of right now, man, 14 and 19 on the week on tally site, 42%, 10th out of 12 uh, analysts making selections right now. Not looking good. IQ is only 23 and a half out of 100. I need to flip and have a good week. And uh, I think we can get some good ones today. I ended yesterday on a positive note. So yesterday went better. I just got to make up for some of the stuff I did earlier in the week. So with that being said, I'm going to get that out. Going to get this out. Going to wrap it all together. I'm sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. want to make sure that I mention that if you can do something for someone today, please do so as a collective we are better and we are more kind and stronger. So be kind, be safe, make sure to uh, get through today so that way we can get through tomorrow. So today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.